what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot the Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening to... You are listening to... You are listening to... Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Broken. Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious. I'm Chris Laff and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the Seagull Prince, my pro wrestling podcasting. Nick Davey. Good evening. You well? I'm very well. I'm very rested after a week, after a nice quiet weekend. And yep, yeah, I'm all good. How are you? I'm sorry, I'm trying to think what to do. I did a wrestling training on Saturday this week and then Rachel's sisters get married next year. So they did a dress fitting on. Uh, yeah, maybe you said, yeah. So, yeah, so I went and tried training. Who did we train with? Oh, Jenna. Yeah, he was our tra- trainer on Saturday, which was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, he's a luchador, so he's trying to get us to do all these lucha things. And I was like, oh, I'm 42. <laughs> but I tried my best. He's like, do I this cartwheel? I was like, never been able to do a cartwheel. But apparently I did an okay cartwheel. <laughs> but, yeah, it was fun. It was three, three, yeah, three hours with him. So it, was, it was fun. Um, anything else? Me and Isaac made a entrance stage for his figures. It's like one one side is the heels come out and it's got all skulls and spiders and stuff and fire. And then the other side, then there's a barrier and the other side's where the faces come out. It's got all stickers of all legends and stuff. So it's like, oh, that's cool. It's like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, not much else. Uh, I've watched Cause Upon the Wrestling. We watched. The Wrestle Island show came out on YouTube. It was the last one because the next, the next, next weekend's the next Wrestle Island show. And today we watched the Atomic show that we worked at. So yeah, was, yeah, loads of what loads of wrestling. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So before we get into the uh, full gear review, there has been a was talk about the non wrestling parts of the show. So Will Ospreay was announced as the brand new signing. I was convinced it was going to be Ronda Rousey because <laughs> she had a dark match on Ring of Honor. But yeah, I'm really happy. They did come out and say that he can't officially join until January because he's got still some commitments to New Japan. But yeah, I'm really glad he's, he's signed with somebody full time in America and we'll see him like every week. Yeah, really, really good news. Um, I'd be lying if I said. Um I would. I, I was hoping it would be. I was. I'd be lying if I said I, I would rather it be WWE. Yeah, so. same. same. I'll say, I'll, I just wanted to see. Yeah, I'll, more just I'll, for the I'll, surreal of it all, because we've we kind of seen a bit AEW, but I think that was it. But no, I mean, uh, we can't be greedy. I mean, it, it is incredible news. The 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 list of matchups is absolutely endless. Um, I really like the way they announced the signing as well. Made it a big deal, which it is a big deal. Um, <laughs> I like the fact that he obviously already you're already kind of alluding to something with the uh obviously with Wembley Stadium next year. Um alluding to that. Obviously, yeah, obviously I, I think he's been promised he'll win the title at Wembley next year. As that's like the that got him. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think or he's certainly gonna have a big program to to go into for um not that obviously he had a small program for this one, but I think he'll have the show sort of centered around him for sure for for um 
uh, for 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 uh, all out next year. That's so no all in. Yeah, so I was getting the thought I was mistaken. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think he'll yeah he'll certainly um be a big talking point of the show. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, just really good news. And as you rightly pointed out, it's good good to see him on weekly sort of TV uh, regularly. And um and yeah, no, just a, a really good signing for AEW. And uh, yeah, really excited to see to see uh, obviously where they go. I'm, I'm happy, obviously, that he did mention that he's going to be finishing up with New Japan, and obviously, certainly did his best to praise them as well on AW. So obviously, I think clearly we'll obviously still have hopefully the the, the, the Forbidden Door as well next year. So yeah, yeah no, ooh, but yeah, really good news. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have it in his contract that he can still do like Rev Pro and some New Japan dates and stuff. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we still see that all the time. So I, I don't. Whilst I think he he won't be full time contracted to um, New Japan, I still think yeah, we'll certainly see him, and that that probably also swung him to. I, mean, I don't know if he did have any talks with WWE. I know there was rumours that they were they were they were looking to offer him a contract, but um, yeah, I, I think AEW would have probably almost all given him the world in that sense that he can do work the dates that he wishes to work and uh so yeah yeah because i've heard he's still a bit of a home bird he likes to come back to england and stuff and yeah 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 we've been joking that yeah if he's signed wwe he'll be called aussie williams and <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah he'd be st- stuck in the cruiserweights so i was like no joel goes i'm glad you didn't go because if you're stuck with ricochet and i was like no i don't think yeah, they wouldn't do that. I don't think Triple H would do that to him. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, and also the update on the Continental Classic. Um uh, where is it? Alright, so Eddie Kingston came out and said he'll be defending his Ring of Honor title and the strong open weight the ROH strong no sorry. And the New Japan strong open weight championship throughout the tournaments. So every match he has will be for them titles. But they kind of contradicted itself because then it was, they said in the press conference that the winner will get a new type, the inaugural holder of the AEW Continental Championship. So another championship. <laughs> oh no. As, as well as winning the ROH and the strong openweight championship. So it's either Eddie is automatically going to the final or he has to give up these titles to enter the tight championship. And to the tournaments because he could lose them to somebody else in the tournaments so like, I, know, I, know, I know they'll, they'll book it so he didn't lose it in the, like that but you could think that he'd lose them he could lose them to like Dan House and, and he doesn't qualify for the final but he's still the two champion he still holds them championship yes it, it's I'd actually say they've managed to almost um, I don't know what word I'm looking for here <laughs> well, but yeah, I think they've managed to actually make it like less. They've they've managed to make it sort of feel like not not that important. The the prestige almost has been taken away. I'd say almost by announcing all of these. I, I did like I was listening to another podcast. I did like the way that it felt like with Eddie Kicks announcing all this. It sort of felt like uh, they were watching a competition on. Oh, well, you know when they had when they have a competition on ITV or something, and it's like oh well, you can win uh, this holiday plus ten grand cash plus <laughs> <laughs> plus, uh, plus plus um, yeah plus a trip to here plus a trip to here plus this stay you'll stay in this hotel for five nights. Oh, and well, when you get back, there'll be a car waiting for you. Um, um, it, it felt a bit like that sort of thing, but it, um, yeah, I, 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 like I say, I mean, I was kind of excited for the tournament. Now I'm a little bit more 
well, not confused, but just a bit like, well, okay, well, we, yeah, it, it, it just feels all, feels a little bit too much. And I think the fact that you pointed out as well, so unless I missed some key rules, but Kingston can in theory go and lose, yeah, in round one or what have you. And somebody's lost the titles then, but they don't yeah. have to put the titles up in every match after that. It doesn't say that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, just, I think it's doing easy. There's not too much huge pandas. In the G1, you win the, you win the G1, you get the championship match at Wrestle Kingdom. Well, that's what I was thinking they could have just done. Yeah, it could be like a Road to Revolution almost tournament sort of thing. A winner of this gets to face, um, well, the, presumably, well, the AEW champion at, uh, full gear, at, uh, Revolution. It, it mm. really, it really didn't need to be that complicated. Um, by putting all of this in there so yeah a little bit confused or yeah you could even have as it's such a big tournament you get yeah even if you want to you could even challenge for the AEW championship but also you can also choose another belt to go for if you're maybe if you're not successful so you could even if you really wanted to include Ring of Honor that you get a bet you get like a you get like a, a yeah you get a face for the Ring of Honor champion if you fail to I don't know uh, then sort of this is the Ring of Honor but you know what I mean like they could have yeah. They could have done something to include Ring of Honor um, as well. But, yeah, it all feels a little bit uh, too much and a bit confusing and just a little bit, yeah. It, yeah, they've managed to sort of devalue, I think, the tournament before it's even begun by doing all of this. Yeah, because um, after this, the Continental Championship, the Ring of Honor World Championship and the Strong Championship are going to be collective. Well, from that then on, be collectively defended. So it's a triple crown championship. So yeah, so they can be defended in AEW, Ring of Honor, and New Japan as a triple triple crown championship. And they, I think they, I've heard that it's it's something that happened in all Japan in the nineties where they got all these companies that put belts together. And they so so you, you defend all the belts at one. You carry around three belts with basically just one belt. It's the triple crown championship. But yeah, not a huge fan. <laughs> Um, and yeah, the winner automatically gets in the next year's tournament automatically as well. That's that's a what you win as well. So. <laughs> um, yeah. um, also, the few a few competitors have been announced so far. So we've got um, Andrade, Daniel Bryan, Eddie Kingston, and Mark Briscoe have been announced so far. So. Yeah, be all, all good wrestlers, I think. Um, uh, that you'd probably want to be in there. I think um, already I'm 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 already I'm sort of visioning vigi- vi- sort of it's, it, it being a Brian versus or Brian Anderson versus Kingston final. But yeah, yeah. Now I'm, I'm hoping they don't put Swerve in the tournament now because I'm, I'm thinking oh, he's. We'll talk about delays in the show, but I think he's number one contender now. That, yeah, this week. So agreed. He must be. Well, <laughs> so. Yeah, I am looking forward to the tournaments because I am I do like tournaments, but I think they've just overcomplicated things. They didn't have to have a championship on the line. Doesn't have to have all these championships, but I'm sure yeah, as things go, I'm sure if they had podcasts back in 1992, people would have been moaning about Royal Rumble winners getting championship matches at <laughs> WrestleManias and stuff. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, let's start with uh, Full Gear. Um, I haven't seen the pre-show. Or the kick, what's it called? Zero Hour. I still haven't had a chance to watch it. Do you enjoy it? So. 
Yeah, no, um, zero hours decent. I mean, I, I wanted to work, like I said, see what fair. I sort of, uh, I, I had a long, I had a Sunday t- to do nothing, so I thought, mm-hmm. oh, well, it's only another hour, so I can, I'm sure I can do that. And, um, I actually quite like the uh, the way they do zero hour now. I suppose I think Renee is just brilliant at her job of hosting. Sort of, I mean, she was so good in WWE and she used to do like the pre show. Um, I think she's just a, she's just a natural at that. I thought I'd yeah. just say because it's the first pre show I've watched for for quite a while. Zero hour, um, but yeah, no, it was enjoyable. I think yeah, Eddie Kingston versus Jay Lethal was a pretty standard kind of Jay Lethal match that we've seen in AW with the outside shenanigans. Um, there, but um, yeah, Kingston, as we've already alluded to, did win, but it was a, a pretty standard face versus heel match with, um, yeah, with, as I say, with Kingston winning and retaining. Um, Claudio, again, Claudio Castanoni against Buddy Matthews as well, a good 10 minute match that you'd kind of want on a, uh, obviously on a, on a pre show, uh, yeah. which was, which was a good, good bit of fun, enjoyable match. And then, yeah, the one that we were, if we're honest, the one that probably the most people were tuning in to the Zero Hour for, uh, MJF and Samoa Joe versus the Guns. I actually didn't realise, I mean, I, I, I did actually also watch on Saturday again. I wasn't doing much this weekend. So, yeah, mm-hmm. people probably think I've got no life. But um, <laughs> on Saturday, um, I, I watched, um, Colli- I actually watched Collision and Rampage. Um, I finished watching Collision and um, sort of on my link, Rampage came on straight after. Cause, um, oh, okay. So I was like, oh, well, I might as well just watch this. I've got nothing else to do. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, Samoa Joe obviously uh, announced that he was going to be, well, he, as, as, as we've known over the last few weeks, he's offered to be MJ's partner, but with the stipulation that if, um, if he does agree to be MJ's partner, then he'll have to give him a title opportunity. Um, should they, well, yeah, should, uh, obviously, yeah, that's part of the deal with MJF still a champion. Then obviously Joe will face MJF. Um, mm. and then, yeah, they obviously, uh, they, 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 they won, but I think the big talking point was after the match, the guns, uh, obviously, well, destroyed MJF's leg, which obviously caused him to, uh, be taken off in a, uh, obviously in the ambulance. Yeah. Um, Adam Cole was at, was at the show as well. And, um, yeah, obviously that sort of set the precedent for the kind of the whole purpose of the show, the fact that MJF was going to stipulate. And as they alluded to in part of, um, uh, uh, Jay White's contract, that if MJF's unable to convince Jay White will simply be handed the title. But Adam Cole said he'll obviously not, that's not going to happen and he'll fight on, on his best friend's behalf later on in the night. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good fun, uh, pre, uh, good fun opening, um, Zero hour to be fair, and uh, yeah, I, I think there's obviously a lot. I like the bit, bit again. I, like I said to you off there, there was a few sort of, I suppose, <clears throat> idiotic booking sort of thing <laughs> where common sense isn't being preferred. So Samoa Joe, obviously, part of this is you would think Samoa Joe would help MJF, not in this situation, but also um, even he would obviously offer to technically help MJF, obviously later on in the night if you think about it, because there's no stip- Samoa Joe would be take the Adam Cole part and say, I'll, yeah. I'll fight on the other half. So he gets to keep his title shot. Yeah, exactly that. You'd think that, that this was, what, cause if Jay White is the champion, then there's no, there's no agreement that he has to then give it as a face to Samoa Joe. So <laughs> Joe effectively goes down the pecking order. There's no, so yeah, this is where a little bit of logic wasn't really applied, um, here. So, um, that, and this, this happened in a few occasions throughout the night, uh, where I was a little bit, uh, yeah, a bit, com- well, not 
confused more just annoyed i suppose with well that we're that uh, with some of the idiotic booking i've, I've got to call it um within their own internal logic if the champion gets injured they don't strip them they usually they usually put an interim champion in the way well, apparently they, they allude to this, the fact that apparently it's all part of Jay White's Iron uh-huh. Card con. Yeah, apparently they were saying that this is really, yeah, they did, in fairness to them, and McGuinness kept making the point that as part of Jay White's contract that he, he agreed to sign with Tony Khan, that if this ever happens, then it would have to be, uh-huh. it'd have to go to, to Jay White, the, the title. So, um, logic in that sense, but then, yeah, I just think with Samoa Joe, you would, you would think that, yeah, well, why, why, yeah, why would he just watch his title opportunity sort of just disappear before his eyes? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a little bit of, yeah, just general idiotic booking, I'd call it. But it was a fun tag team match nonetheless. Um, they're good to see Adam Cole back on TV, albeit still on obviously crutches and everything. Um, but yeah, no, good fun. Um, yeah, good fun, good fun zero hour. Yeah, cool. Yeah, the show opened with, um, Sting, Darby Allen, and, uh, Still on the edge. Adam Copeland. Yeah. <laughs> with Rat with Ric Flair randomly. Yeah. There was no reason for him to be here, I don't think. It's part, part of the Sting farewell tour. <laughs> this is the patriarchy. <laughs> Christian, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. I thought this was a really fun opener. <laughs> They've kind of, yeah, they're still trying to allude to Christian and Adam Copeland. They're going to have this thing down the line. We'll have a feud, but was, yeah. the thing that happened most was me and Joel watching it, and he's like, oh, "Darby Allen, you can't keep wrestling like this. You won't be able to wrestle." <laughs> every every move that seems to happen to him just was on the lower back or just, like on his back. I was like, "Oh no!" But yeah, I thought this was this was a fun opener. And I think I think them Sting, Darby Allen, Adam Copeland all. Amazing! <laughs> they kept did their best to look like a tag team, and I love their face paints. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I thought this was a really good fun opener to the show, um, and um, I think it was the correct match to open the show with because I, I did think that I did think that the, the, the this babyface team should win. Um, I think we said last week that yeah, it would it would have been a bit daft had they had they not. Uh, I know you've still got obviously Christian on sort of riding a bit of momentum at the moment, but I think yeah, it was the correct decision to have uh, to obviously have Sting, Derby, and 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 Adam win. Um, and I, I quite like the booking with this. I mean, I, I think I, t- I think we touched on it last week about. I, I think we said that there could potentially be a bit of beef here between sort of Christian Cage and Luchasaurus, and we obviously we saw Christian walking out effectively on his team. So yeah. um, again, I'm sure. That, yeah, again with the slow booking that will eventually start to turn. Um, so um, yeah, I quite liked. Yeah, I quite liked that respect. I think that was that was probably the correct way of doing them winning, rather than say have them just win clean against all three. At least you sort of keep Christian as this. Yeah, well, one of the best heels going, mm-hmm. and also sort of turn that with the yeah sort of giving a bit of a nod to the, the, the <clears> potential turn. And then, yeah, obviously Adam Copeland's first uh, match in AW, well, first pay-per-view match in AW, getting the win. Obviously, Sting, we know, is going to be retiring in at, at Revolution. So, yeah, no, I think everything about this was, was right. It was a good fun opener to the show. It, it was the match, I think, was the correct decision to open. And, and certainly, I think everything booking-wise about this was good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, next, we had uh, Orange Cassidy um, defending his title against John Moxley. I was quite disappointed with this match. I just... 
all I seem to remember is John Bloxy starts bleeding and then there was six Superman punches <laughs> that was en- and it ended. I was like, okay. I don't know, it just didn't seem to have much substance. I thought their last match was a lot better. It seemed to be kicks and put this. Uh, it just seems to be something missing. I think these are two of my favourites in AEW and just, there's something missing in this match for me. It's like, I don't feel it's just too short. I don't know. It just, the finish seemed to come out of nowhere as well. It's just like, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think the fact that their match at All Out was probably better, I think, helps. The fact that that was a classic, that was the, the main event, so maybe there was that element to it. Maybe. Um, I was happy Cassidy won. Um, that was quite surprising. Um, there's reports that they wanted, when Moxley won it last time, he was going to go have a big long run with it. So I thought they'll just get him back on him and then they'll carry on their plan, so... Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm a bit. Uh, I've got a lot. Well, it's more probably more more about me. I just a firm believer in having um in having a. I love a one all has to go to a decider rather than a two nil. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Moxley won it all out. They've now had this. I'd I'd happily see them um, wrestle again at the next one. Was it World's End at the end well, of okay. um at, at the end of December? So I'd happily see them wrestle a World's End and make it a stipulation. So make it a, I don't know, a death match or something, even a, I don't know, a cage match could potentially work. Just any, anything with a stipulation, I think, could be a good way to to sort of end this. Um, you could combine that um, exploding match with that Mahito match somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Bucks Fizz match. <laughs> yeah, that could be quite, I mean, yeah, I, I'll be all for that. I mean, I, I don't know whether this is all over with, but with the, with the two, because I think they sort of, the way they were sort of Sort of you know, the commentators were sort of making out that it could be the end of the rivalry between the two, but because I hope they don't go into how they do with WWE. They every three that has three matches. They could have another match down the road. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They, yeah, you don't need to run. And, you, I suppose you don't need to run and do it straight away. So it could it could certainly happen further down the line. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't hate it. I just thought there was something missing. And the same, the same with the next match of Tony Storm versus Shida. It went a bit comedy and a bit goofy in parts. And I just feel very sorry for Shida. It's just like the the version of Oscar where she just gets the title and you know she's going to lose it really soon. <laughs> and then she'll get the title and you know she's not going to hold it for very long. <laughs> but I, yeah, I said, I just think, yeah, I, I, I say I, I, I liked Tony Storm. I kind of like this character, but maybe. It's a bit soon for this character to go into the title scene because I just thought it, was a bit, it just made this match really goofy. I thought, and the bit where she, you know, she, she put something up her pants and then it kind of fell out and the finish, you could see it in the finish. And I was like, it just didn't quite work for me. Either. I enjoyed the other women's match a lot more than this one. So I just feel sorry for she. <laughs> she needs to have a strong run with the title. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm into my. I feel like I'm in a very minority discussion. I thought this was getting slated online and slated on a few podcasts I've listened to, but I, I mean, I love the timeless Tony Storm character. And, I like um, just, I just, yeah, I can see what I think the fact is you, I think, yeah, I can see why people are saying they played into the gimmick almost too much rather than yeah, letting yeah. them actually have a, well, you've, you've got two of the best women female wrestlers on the, well, on the roster having yeah. a match, then let them have a very good wrestling match. So I, I do get that. Um, I'm ha- I think it's more I'm a bit blinded because I'm really happy that Tony Tony Storm won, but um, yeah, I, I think I think that you could have easily had a better wrestling match than this, and in that sense, it was a bit of a mess. But I'm prepared to almost let it slide because 
the fact that there is a gimmick in play. It wasn't like it was the sort of the if it was just them trying to have a wrestling match and it was a bit of a. I think the fact that there's a the fact they're trying to play into this gimmick can kind of be excused in mm. my opinion. But yeah, it I, I can see why there was a bit of negativity towards this. But but hey ho, I think. I think the fact that Tony Storm won sort of again does sort of a bit of good light, I think, towards it because, uh, I think had she the one and they played into this a bit too much, and I think it would have been, I think it would have been worse, but yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably, like, yeah, I'd probably be moaning if she didn't play into her character. I was like, well, what's the point in changing your character if you just want to wrestle or something? <laughs> Which is always my, my moaning, um, Finn Balor when he did Demon in the early part it was just, it was just Finn Balor with face paint on he didn't change the way he wrestled at all but um, yeah I'll probably be moaning the other way around if he didn't do it but I just, maybe it, it's just too soon for this character to have a title match maybe maybe it just needs to be established a bit more in my head but, I said, I just, it wasn't terrible I just, it's just something missing for me um, yeah <laughs> We had a run of some really good matches. I really enjoyed the ladder match. We seem to be <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, Rick Stark and Big Bill versus El Fan El <laughs> FTR and the King of the Black Throne. They seem to be more interested in throwing, <laughs> killing each other and throwing each other through ladders than actually trying to get the belts. <laughs> you can't count on one hand how many times they went up, went up the ladders to try and retrieve the belts. It's it was a really different way of doing a tag team ladder match for me. It's, it's in, in WWE, they're up and down the, the ladders every 10 seconds trying to get the belt. Yeah. I like the way they kept it. They kept it while they got, they batted each other first. It's like how you have to do in the, in the WWE game, you can't, you have to batter your opponents, keep to get them down for a while, so you can then set up the ladder and go up. So, yeah, I, I love this match. I'm a huge fan of ladder matches anyway. So. But, and yeah, I was quite surprised Ricky Stark and Big Bill won. I, I just had, Feeling that Malachi Black and Brody King were going to win it anyway. I didn't even realise it was going to be a ladder match until <laughs> I was just watching. I saw the ladders come out. Did they get that announced during the week? Because I don't remember us talking about it being a ladder match last week. I must have completely missed this on Rampage or Collision. It must have been announced. I must have zoned out or what <laughs> have you, or or gone to the toilet and let it run and just completely missed it or something. Uh, because I do not remember this being a ladder match whatsoever. So I'm guessing it was announced on either Collision or, or Rampage, and I've just completely missed it. But um, I mean, I wasn't complaining because I was, I was delighted to see the ladders come out. I mean, I'm, I'm always a, if, I, if there's ever a four, a four way ladder match on there, I'm always going to be a happy person. So yeah. no, it was, um, yeah, it was good fun. Um, I'm happy that Ricky Starks and Big Bill won as well. And like, you're right. Yeah. It, it was a good, that's one thing I'd, with ladders. They can, you do run the risk when you have got multiple people in a ladder match. It can come in a bit samey of, Oh, well, another team's got the ladder or oh, then another someone's going to has got the ladder. <laughs> so I completely agree with that. And it did feel a little bit different in that sense. And, um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I was like, yeah, as I said, I think they've got it right in terms of booking. I think, um, I would have, yeah, I think, yeah, if, apart from them, I think, yeah, uh, Malachi Black and Brody King would have been your next best ones um, mm. for this, but um, yeah, I've got I've got no problems with Ricky Starks and Big Bill retaining, um, and um, yeah, no, it was a it was a good fun match, and I think as well with this, it was quite a nicely placed part of the card because I think someone's in, in the middle, you run the risk with with pay per views of it going a bit uh, okay, well we're losing the crowd, so this would have obviously naturally have just kept the crowd going with obviously mm-hmm. it being being the type of match it was, so no, yeah. really enjoyable. Yeah, 20 minutes flew past for this one. I didn't it, really did, it really did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. 
Next, um, Julie Hart wins the TBS Championship. I really enjoyed this match. <laughs> so it's kind of started in Sky Blue and Julia Hart were like, Ooh, are they going to work together against the bigger Chris Statlander? Um, for the most part, they kind of did work together-ish. And then they'll, they'll kind of then go and kind of have a bit of fight between themselves. And so they both kind of... Have I missed Sky... I must have missed the storyline where Sky Blue's gone evil somehow. And like, just... Is she joining the House of Black or something? <laughs> have I missed that storyline? No, yeah, there's been sort of hints on <laughs> on TV with her sort of coming out and then staring at Julia Hart. But then I think there was one a few weeks ago where... It looked like she was going to turn on Willow uh, on Willow Nightingale, but um, uh, she uh, Sky Blue missed Julia Hart instead. So yeah, there's certainly been sort of hints to it, but yeah. um, I think but I think Sky Blue made her attentions clear. I don't know if it was this week or the week before on one of the TV shows, she sort of said that well, she doesn't like Julia Hart and she doesn't like Chris Statlander. So <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm really happy that Julia Hart won. I, I like the way they did it as well. With that for sure. Um, this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this and um really happy for Julia Hart. It's one of those nice moments, isn't it? You can tell, um, I think reading a lot of the comments as well on Twitter that people are generally chuffed for her as well. So, yeah, this was this was r- very good fun, I thought. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, she'd be up there and most improved wrestler of the year, I think. Not that she was... I did like her as the cheerleader type gimmick, but I think, I don't know, this dark... Gimmick just seems to suit her so well. When when she first joined the House of Black, I was like, does she really fit in? But then, yeah, she's quickly made it her own. And, I, yeah, I really enjoy her matches. And I love that weird heart thing she had around her eye as well. It's, it was quite cool, face paints and stuff. Yeah, and I really, I, I really love the end where Chris Statlander did the finish, but then she got clotheslined out of the way and she just snuck them in. So Statlander still looks strong. So and go, going forward... You can either you know, have this Hart versus Statlander still as a feud, or you can move Statlander up to the the main women, the World Women's Championship now. I think. Yeah, hundred percent, definitely, and um, yeah, I think I think yeah, Statlander, I think <coughs> has proven in this sort of TBS run that how. how Good of a match she can have, so I would, I would, I'd happily, yeah, as you say, have her. I think her and Tony Storm could be a very good feud to, to have going forward for sure. Mm. I feel, I feel we've rushed the last few matches because we really wanted to. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> Swear versus Hangman Page. I did ask another thing before. Do you think is this the most brutal like mainstream wrestling match ever? I'm not so like I know like ECW and like all that death match wrestling, but. I, I think you know. you're probably right. I think maybe had uh, Moxley Omega <laughs> yeah, like, had had gone the way they wanted it to go, mm. that would have probably been worse. But yeah, I think um, in terms of like blood and just general sickness, um, yeah, this for me a hundred percent anyway. Whether that's because it's uh, the most recent recent recency bias, but might be recently biased. But uh, I, I think you're right though. I'm struggling to really think of a match where I. Or even just general spots where you sort of almost cringe a bit, sort of thing. Watching um, obviously the beginning, the so in the first five minutes we have the um, bookshot lariat, then he got staples out, then he was drinking his blood, and I said to Joel, "This is not going to be a long match. How do you go up from? I'm drinking your blood." <laughs> it lasted for another twenty-five minutes, and yeah, I didn't get bored at one point. And it was so brutal. And, yeah, I, I went back and watched it again. I watched this twice the way. <laughs> the only part I found was a bit disappointing. I didn't. He could have took the Brian Cage bit out, and he would have missed anything. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't think he needed to really be in there because I think it was just such a, uh, yeah, that, that, that was the only little bit. If you're going to look for criticism there, but yeah, for me, match of the oh, night. Yeah, yeah nice. um, definitely. And it just, <laughs> well, everything about it just sort of fell into play. I mean, I, I, I think this was always going to be really good given the fact that how good the sort of rivalries kind of been, how, how on fire Swerve Strickland is at the moment. But I think with Swerve Strickland, I think, they really need to. I think he, again, this is, if you're going to look at sort of wrestlers who have really sort of come out of, um, of this, of this night as a, I think when you have any pay-per-view, you sort of look at some wrestlers going, right, well, where, which direction they need to really look at pushing them now immediately. I think Swerve Strickland definitely is 100%. I know him and Prince Nana, they've obviously been over for a, well, for a fair, chunk of the latter part of 2023 uh for the, this the second part of the year i think they've certainly and then yeah i think this now just sort of cements them that i think they really need to look at um certainly i think they have got a main event player and in swear strict now i've always been a huge fan anyway but um i think the fact that certainly with this run of Swerve Strickland we've sort of seen this not many wrestlers can pull it off as well of how generally sick they are in terms of doing stuff in the ring that makes you almost a bit sick but I think Strickland can do that which is but a bit meal, proof. bleeding from she's like properly bleeding from, from like the fourth minute and this went on for 29 minutes and just the smiles whilst doing it, it almost reminds me a little bit of stapled his own chest just to prove oh, like, how hard he was I was like oh. it just the smart the smirks he was doing it. It's a bit of a weird comparison, but sort of reminds me almost a bit of like Vince McMahon back in the uh, uh, sort of the early two thousands when he was bleeding and then sort of still smiling as well as whilst lying on the floor. I don't know. Uh, he, he's got he's a natural, I think, Strickland as well with this. So uh, yeah, I think AEW really need to think about how they where they go with him now because you do not want to drop the ball with this one. Um, I think at the moment you've got such a good heel wrestler and a very good wrestler as well, no less. Um, Favourite to take the title off. Oh, it? surely you'd like to think for sure. And um, and again, I think whilst we're, we're going to rightfully lump a lot of praise on Strickland, I think again, how many times are we talking about Adam Page having match of the night, cont- well, match of the year contenders? This yeah. isn't this isn't just a coincidence of who he's in the ring with. Adam Page, I think, doesn't get a lot of the credit he sometimes deserves, and Again, I think this is just a, a complete. Yeah, I think that backs up every, any, anyone's theory in saying that. Um, and yeah, uh, one of my favourite spots as well. And this was the, the <laughs> was Paige uh, with the move on Prince Nana through the table. Yeah, um, <laughs> Prince Nana sold like an absolute beast. By the way, fair fair play. Um, so no, just um, yeah. A hundred percent, my match of the night, and I'm sure when we do our uh, when we do our sort of yearly AEW pay per views, I'm sure we'll be mentioning this one for sure. Yeah, this will be my first match down. <laughs> this will be it. Yeah, gimmick match, no points on about anything else. This is it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. The only thing, as I said, the only thing I felt let it down was Brian, Brian Cage was a bit pointless. You could cut that minute out, and you wouldn't even notice that it wasn't. It's not there. Um, Next, a match I really wanted to like at the Golden Jets versus um, Jericho and Omega versus Young Bucks, but I mean, was it just too long? I don't know what what I didn't like about it. Was it just I maybe I just been so exhausted and after the death match? But I thought yeah, I felt this could have been ten minutes shorter. Um, I just want, I, I think I just want more of Kenny Kenny Omega. He could be like this 
top baby face of the company. He's kind of just been boring at the moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm actually going to disagree. I think this was my second favourite match of the night, to be honest with you. I really did enjoy it. I mean... Yeah, I think maybe I'll, I'll have to go back and watch it. I think maybe I was just too exhausted after the death match. I think that this as well, yeah, you one, you have got that issue, the fact that it did follow uh, probably the clear-cut match of the night, but then also as well, the fact that you've got three out of four of these wrestlers who put on probably a, arguably AEW's best ever match in, in, in the tag match we saw at Revolution 2020 where it was, well, obviously just Paige and Omega versus the Young Bucks. So, um, yeah, I think that was obviously an issue as well. But I really did enjoy this stuff of what it is. Um, I think, um, yeah, I, I think the whole storyline's been, been good. I think we alluded to last week about the fact that, um, that it, it all makes logical sense. The fact that, yeah, well, what the Young Bucks, they would be pissed off with Omega for going with Jericho with all the history there. Um, and then obviously, yeah, with the, with the fact that obviously the, the, the main purpose of Jericho and Omega is because of how much they hate Don Callis. So mm-hmm. there's certainly a lot of ways with this, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy that, um, Oh, yeah, I'm happy that the Golden Jets will get the out. And I'd, I'd love to see the Golden Jets go on and actually win the tag team titles now against... I hope that... I, I suspect they'll do it at the next pay-per-view, I'd like to think. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Jericho and Omega versus uh, Starks and Bill, unless they unless they do do it on a on a Dynamite or a Collision or what have you. Um, yeah, they've only got a month till... Yeah, you'd think they can easily hold that out until... And plus, they probably want to set a bit of a... Well, at least a little bit of a... Well, given Jericho and Ricky Starks have certainly got history. I mean, they were feud in the latter end of last year at the start, certainly the start of this year. I think they wrestled at um, Revolution this year. So, yeah. got a little bit of history there. So, sort of to rewrite a bit of that. Um, yeah, I think you can definitely get away by in that until uh, until World's End. But, um, no, I, I, I did enjoy this. And, again, I'm happy with the way this result went. This was, again, another major plus point of the night, if you ask, if you ask me. I'd, say, I'd like how it started with Kenny Omega was shaking both the Jackson's hands and then he stopped Jericho from chopping him too much in the corner and so he was playing up to the books of my best friends. But then the books blow blowed him in the middle of the match. And then later in the match they teased that he was gonna turn on Jericho. I was like, he's just low blowed. <laughs> <laughs> so as I say, I think it just went on five minutes too long maybe. For me, I, 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 I might, yeah, as I say, I might have to go watch it again. <laughs> um, I may just been too exhausted from the Texas death match. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that, that, like I said, I think that, that that was probably a bit of that and a bit of everything. So again, yeah, I think I'm again in the minority of really loving this match. But um, yeah, okay. Then the main event. So originally it was Adam Cole versus Jay White. You're thinking how Adam Cole's come down in a boot for his broken foot. Uh, his, his hurt leg and he's on his crutches so you think how's he going to do this but he was announced for the match they announced it <laughs> so, okay. and then, then MGF did his best Steve Austin from Royal Rumble 99 was it when he yeah got took out during the Rumble and came drove the ambulance back <laughs> impression <laughs> and joined the match and then just got beaten up for 20 minutes <laughs> I don't know and, when he came in and he had a sore leg, I was like, oh, if Jay White loses this, he kind of looks like a chump. He's got the, the guns on the outside. He's got two injured people against him. I was like, but I knew MGF wasn't going to lose the title, so I was like, how are they going to do this? I was like, 
But yeah, this this was this is where it, this is where again the idiotic booking I think is it, it, you know, how on earth are you going to honestly think that think Jay White's a main event player or anything like that going forward? As much, and this is where I'm maybe I'm a little bit because I absolutely love Jay White. I think he's been great in the obviously certainly for the last well I think he's been great over the last few years and it and everything he's done. Um, I was obviously chuffed that well that I was yeah chuffed that. AW finally actually using him as a main event player. Um, so, yeah, I just think they've, yeah, this has just been, I, I think they've completely sort of stitched themselves up. The fact that you've got literally lost him to a, quite literally a one-legged man that you've, you've, you've just lost with, along with, as you say, a couple of wrestlers on the outside supporting you. Um, yeah, I'm not to say the match was bad. It was good fun. But, um, yeah, I just think, yeah, you know, one, you're not going to really or, believe or, it. Have an in, injured champion story. I don't think you can have a half hour match. It's just it yeah. Uh, I think there there was loads of ways they could have gone about this differently, but they've obviously yeah. It's it's done more harm to Jay White than I think it has to make MJF look good. If that makes sense. So yeah, yeah this is where I can thing. see a little bit of frustration with. Um, and and this is where I think yeah this is where I think as I say the <laughs> coincidentally I think everything involving sort of the main event sort of how the how this all planned out I think is just where the the booking was just a bit questionable um, with this I think you've one you've completely and utterly buried a star and Jay White and yeah and the MJF I think yeah the fact that yeah great that he's won but you've, you as I say you've had buried a star in the in the in the process. Um, and yeah, it, it all just makes a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, what do you think into the people, I've heard on other podcasts are saying that um, Adam Cole was keep kept telling MJF to do all these extravagant things and do the high spots and stuff when he's already injured. So it's kind of playing into Adam Cole is the devil. Yeah, that. potentially. And you could have argued the fact that, that obviously we never saw that that it might have been Adam Cole's plan to just simply lie down. Yeah, um, and give Jay White the win, but obviously MJF came out, and you could. There was obviously that shock on Adam Cole's face, so you can certainly, yeah. There's certainly ways you can, uh, as I say, there's certainly ways you can get around out this. This could be me being a bit of the cynic. That, I think that, that I'll get out. I think I've, I've <coughs> said my cynic views about obviously yeah, the burial of Jay White. Not one. That's obviously a worry of what how they sort of re rebuild him up. But uh, yeah, in terms of excitement going forward, there's certainly loads of it. Yeah, I think. There's, I think I was sort of clear cut in my mind that it wasn't going to be Adam Cole or MJF as the devil. Now I'm thinking, yeah, Adam Cole probably is. I, I still think it'll be. It could also be obviously be someone completely that we don't expect, like a jungle. <laughs> yeah, like see, I'm Jungle Boy Jack Perry, but that uh, uh, I think Adam Cole now. I think yeah, you're, you've obviously you've got clues already there. I think now you've probably got more clues. I think, like you say, I think, I think there was that shock that, uh, of when MJF came back that, yeah, it could have been Cole, as I say, Cole's plan just to simply lie down. And then he's, effectively, yeah, he's obviously done the massive two fingers to MJF. Um, but who knows? Uh, that, that, again, we don't know where this, and I think now, I really hope we do have them have, I mean, because I think we, we all knew that, oh, we all presumed that the devil would be announced on this show. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the fact it's not. Um, 
I, like yeah. I say, I, I, I'm not, that's not why. I think there was just a few questionable decisions that way, but the devil not being announced is certainly not one. I'm, I'm all for stretching it out. I know you run the risk of how long you stretch out. That it has to be something mind blowing when it actually happens, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for, um, I'm all for keeping that going. I think they can, I think as well, they haven't really had an awful lot of fun with it as well with the, the devil. I think it was sort of happened and it went a bit sort of well dry. There wasn't really much sort of almost thought about it, but then, yeah, they've slowly started to over the last couple of weeks build it back up again. I think now up until certainly the next pay per view or the range of the calendar year, you can have a lot of fun with this and I hope they do. Yeah, definitely. Um... So, fancy booking-wise, we could have Swerve Strickland win the title next year at the World's End, and then he faces Will Ospreay at All-In next next year. And wasn't that the first match of Riptide? So you cut out there, mate. Could you just repeat that? I heard Riptide. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's hard to do Riptide. <laughs> so, fa- fancy booking. We could, we could have Swerve Strickland win the title at World's End, and then have Swerve Strickland versus Will Ospreay. Ah, all in next year. It was indeed Riptide's first main event, and it was a bloody great match to watch up close. Um, yeah, I mean, I would happily say that would be surreal. I mean, in itself, thinking I've seen these wrestle in a in a venue that church. was well, yeah, in a church venue to rest in, in the biggest stadium, well, one of the biggest stadium, well, the biggest stadium in the country. So, um, yeah, no, uh, I would be all for that. And that would be. Uh, a big, 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 big thumbs up from me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They kept, they kept Swerve as strong as he is now going forward. Yeah. So overall, this wasn't one of my favourite my favorite pay-per-views of the year. I think there's had a couple of brilliant matches on it, but a lot of it was... I don't know. It didn't, it, what, I don't know if it, it just wasn't up to my usual AW pay-per-view standards. I think a lot of the a lot of these matches could have been on dynamite, and you wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think overall, I like the first half. So from the ladder match onwards, I think I like I like most of it. I mean, the tag team match. I think it took, I think it was just too long. I have to say, I did really enjoy the last three matches, and I've said obviously about the main event, the the issues I've got with it, but the, as I say, it was still fun. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, I think I did enjoy the whole... I don't know. I don't think I ever felt like, oh, God, this is... Cr-. Like, I think I always was invested in the show throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I did really enjoy it. Yeah, like, admittedly, they, they've done, certainly done better pay-per-views, but like we, we always say, I think it's a victim of your own success. We know they've they've obviously produced some absolutely insane pay-per-views that, uh, that you'll be talking about for years and years to come. But I think this was a very good pay-per-view uh, obviously we know now as well and I think as well with this I think with AEW we sort of expect to have five star five star five star five star after a five star match but I think with this what I was happy and satisfied with was the fact that matches were good they were fun but also there was good bit of story the majority there was there was a good sensible storyline telling where I'm intrigued to see what what happens next in, in certain sort of aspects so no yeah. um, I, I enjoyed this and um, yeah I'm I'm, I'm very optimistic. Well, I'm very excited as well about about the remainder of the year with AW and, um, and certainly with some storylines going forward. I think when we do our end of year thing, we'll only have one match off this card on the pay per view of the year. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. Um, 
I think that, yeah, I think you are probably right with that. Uh, um, don't forget that there's more paper. I think there's obviously this will be our first AEW paper. Well, there's World's End, then there's Wrestle. There was Wrestle Dream, wasn't there? So there's there's it's going to be a bit hard. Well, would it be? I don't make it harder this year. Well, it probably will. Yeah, we'll we'll have six pay per views. We have to fit on rather than four, isn't it? Yeah, but that's my bet. I think I think yeah, the the only match we'll get on the card of the year will be the Texas Death Match. I think there's been better tag title matches, better world title matches, better women's title matches, Intercontinental Championship, International Championship. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think all around, yeah, there's been, in each category we have, I think there's been better matches apart from, yeah, that death match. And I'm not even a death match liker, but the story, if the storyline calls for a death match is the end, I don't mind it. So I think they've, they've made this, um, Story personal enough that a death match would warrant it. Oh yeah, well when you have got someone going to someone's house, then it yeah. probably should be merited in a death match. Not not when Triple H went round around the Orton's house and they ended up having a wrestling match a few weeks later at WrestleMania rather than wanting to kill one another. Yeah, imagine if this started as a with a lock off. You're like, no, it started perfectly. Adam Cole came in. Adam Cole. Adam Page came in and started battering him. He didn't even have his entrance. I love his point and. Do you, you see where you're sticking that picture? Was it was it the picture that you took down from the fridge? I think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah just nice little things like that. Yeah. Eventually, you got it st- stapled to it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll be waxing lyricals about this Texas death match for the rest of the year. <laughs> but yeah, yes. So you can join us for tom- tomorrow. No, sorry. Join us on Thursday. For our preview of Survivor Series War Games, War Games, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you enjoy our, if you enjoy our podcast, please follow us on Twitter. It's BBG Wrestling, Facebook's BBG Wrestling, and same on Instagram, BBG Wrestling. And good night. Good night.